0: Hello
1: and welcome to season two of Music and Vibes. I am your host Kiana W. Mitchell. I am so excited to be here with you all today. It feels like the first day that I've started my podcast, even though it's not because this is season two. And for those of you who listen a lot, you know that this is season two. So we're starting something new all over again. But for those of you who don't listen to the podcast a lot. This is all new to you. So I want to say hello. Thank you so much for joining me. And even though this is season two for everybody else, this is just like the first episode you've ever heard. So thank you for joining me. Now, I have a lot to tell you because I haven't spoken to you since season one, but I just want to let you guys know a lot has changed since the last time that I talked to you. For starters, my daughter Kennedy finally got a cell phone. Yes, she was so excited. Now, for the new listeners, I believe in season one, I talked about my feelings about my daughter getting a cell phone. I'm kind of old school when it comes to that, and I didn't think she needed one because she is only 12. And even though she is starting middle school in the seventh grade, it's just like, why do you need a cell phone? But apparently... The principal felt that all the middle school kids needed to have a cell phone. So he recommended that parents get their kids a cell phone. So with that dilemma on my mind, because I still didn't want her to have one, I came and talked about it on the podcast. And then I did a poll, and I was like, whoever wants to think Kennedy should get a cell phone, text or message me, Team Kennedy. If you think I'm right, then do Team Kiana. Well, needless to say, there wasn't a lot of Team Kianas, and there were more Team Kennedys, so... Kennedy finally got a cell phone I gave in and I just gave her a cell phone but I'm glad I did because when I need to call her or talk to her or text her it's easier to get in contact with her instead of having to call the office and having them track her down to tell her a message so thank you so much for helping me to realize that my daughter needed a cell phone and yes she finally got one in addition to this I have also started to work out on a regular basis and I have to tell and share with you guys that even though I talk about working out, I think I talk about it more than I actually do it. So I have a membership at Planet Fitness, I believe for a couple of years. And when I first started, I was going every day and I was really good. But then I stopped and I was like, well, I can just eat right, which I started to do. But you know, I think that In order to be at a healthy weight that you are happy with and that you want to be with, you kind of have to do both. You have to exercise and you have to eat correctly. So needless to say, since I'm at the point where I want to be a better version of me, I was like, yeah, I think I should go back to the gym. So yes, I've been working out on a regular basis and I'm closer to my goal of losing my 10 pounds that I want to lose and I'm excited. I feel so much better and I'm just so excited with all the changes that are going on in my life right now, and I have to honestly say that I am loving it. Now as you have noticed, I have changed the logo, since we're talking about change, I just want to point out that I've changed the logo for Music and Vibes, which to me gives the show a whole new feel. Even though the logo and theme song have changed, Music and Vibes is the place to be every single week for us to talk about all things that deal with love and relationships. Now, last season on Music and Vibes, we talked a lot about relationship issues, and I gave my take on a lot of those issues. But this season, since I'm all into being a bigger, I mean a better version of me, and I want you all to be a better version of yourselves, and I'm sure that is where you are right now as well. I decided to do something different. So instead of just talking about issues and giving my take on it, this season I want to continue for us to talk about our issues because we all have them. And yes, they do exist in relationships. But while we talk about our issues, I think we kind of need to work on our relationships to make them better. I am a strong believer that relationships take work. And this season, I want us to put in the work to make our relationships better. So, how are we going to do this? Well, instead of just giving my take on everything, we will have some practical sound guidance. Either from a book that I read or some things that I researched in the topic. I want to try to do some research so we can have like some sound concrete things that we can do to make our relationships better so that is where we go into this season i can't wait to hang out with you and so this season marks the very beginning episode and this title of our episode today is called told you before but before i get into that i want to tell you about a little dilemma that i have that i want to discuss with you now some of you may not know this but i am blessed to have five amazing kids i have two wonderful stepchildren and three wonderful little girls Well, they're not so little anymore, but to me, they're always gonna be my babies. Anyway, my youngest daughter, Dawson, she is nine years old, and she's such a sweet, adorable child. She's kind, she's well-behaved, and most of all, she loves her mama. Oh, by the way, did I forget to mention, she is the youngest. Now, with that being said, out of all of my children, I have the hardest time getting Dawson to clean up after herself. Like seriously, brushing her teeth, Is a huge fight every single day. Shh, don't tell her I told you this. And she doesn't like to shower. Yes, believe it or not, I still have to fight with my nine-year-olds to take showers. And this is not just once a week. This is like an everyday thing. Like I'll say, Dawson, did you shower today? I showered yesterday. And I'm just like, sweetheart, you did shower yesterday, but you need to shower today. You need to take baths and shower every single day. And the same thing goes when I ask her if she brushed her teeth. I did that yesterday. And I'm just like, you need to brush your teeth every day. It can't be you shower every other day or brush your teeth every other day. That does not work. So I still fight with her to shower and brush her teeth. And I am at my wit's end with her because first, she's a girl. Yes, little girls need to take showers and brush their teeth. And second, she's nine years old. I should not have to fight with her every day to shower and brush her teeth at nine years old. Here's an example. Last week, I had to take a day off from work to take her to the dentist to have a procedure done because she had a broken tooth. Now, she didn't break her tooth because she fell and hit her mouth and she didn't break her tooth because she bit on something hard, well she did, but the reason her tooth broke was because she had a cavity from not brushing her teeth so when she ate something soft, Her tooth broke. Yes, that is what happened. Her tooth was so broken until you could see the nerves. So she really had to get that taken out. So I took her to the dentist. And they removed her broken tooth. In the process of that, they found out she had some other work that needed to be done. Now, she had just gone to the dentist two months before. And for them to have to come back and say, you know, we were going to do sealing on this tooth. But it has a small cavity that's starting to start in. I'm just like, really, Dawson? So they couldn't seal that tooth. Instead, they had to reschedule, and we had to do another appointment for her to get that cavity taken care of. So when I took it to the dentist, I had to first not take off time from work, but I had to pay $280 for the dental procedure. Then I had to schedule two more appointments to fix the rest of her de- her teeth. So after this, I'm like, Dawson... I don't understand what's going on because in my defense i make i tell her to brush her teeth every single day like four or five times she goes in the bathroom she comes out with her breath smelling minty so i'm assuming she brushed her teeth well needless to say she told me finally she was honest and said mommy i'm not really brushing my teeth i'm just putting mouthwash in my mouth so by then i was done i was so frustrated i said you know what i said You will no longer get the best of me. So I told her that for the next three months, she could not watch any of her favorite YouTubers. And that the only way she she could ever begin to watch her favorite YouTubers again was if she would consistently show me that within the next three months, she would be responsible and shower and brush her teeth. Now, of course, Dawson was not happy and she is not happy with this. And she did cry. But when I was done with her, When I did this, I was actually at a point of just being done. And parents, you know how it is. You're at a point where you're frustrated with your kids. You're like, I'm done. I don't care. This is how it's going to be. Because they are not listening. So I was just done with her not brushing her teeth or taking showers. So to make a long story short, it's been a few days and Dawson has been consistently brushing her teeth and showering. Today, she looked at me with her big, beautiful brown eyes and she said in her sweet little voice, Mommy, can I please watch Zylas play on YouTube? Now, since she has been doing a good job so far about brushing her teeth and showering, I almost said, sure, Dawson, since you've been doing a good job, you can go ahead and watch Zylas play. But then, I thought about something. I had a realization. I had like my aha moment. You know, I have never followed through with any punishment that I've given Dawson She's always been able to get off of punishment without actually completing the punishment. So even though I wanted to give in, I remained strong and I reiterated that I had to see that she could consistently take showers and brush her teeth for three months before she would be allowed to watch her favorite YouTubers. Now after I told her this, she gave me her little sad face, which is so cute, and then she went to get ready for school. So... The question is to you. I will never tell her I mentioned this to you guys. But here's my question. Am I being too hard on her? Should I just change the punishment and be like, okay, after a month you can watch YouTube again? I mean, should I adjust it and say, okay, if you take showers and brush your teeth for a month, you can watch your favorite YouTubers again? Or should I be strong and just follow through with this and be like, listen, you have to wait your three months because you ha- I have to see that you can consistently brush your teeth before you can do YouTube now please feel free to weigh in on this topic I would love to hear your thoughts so if you have any advice or any Top, Or if you have any thoughts that you would like to share with me, please go to Music and Vibes on the Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page, so please use it. This is the way I would like to communicate with everyone. It's the easiest way for me to do it. So just go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page. I'll try to remember to put the link in the show notes. And then leave me a message telling me if you think three months of no YouTube is excessive and should be reduced or if I should just stick with my original punishment of three months. I would love to hear from you. So don't forget, go over to Facebook, to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and leave me a message. Today's topic is about how to rebuild trust. I have noticed that it is very easy to violate and break trust, and it is extremely hard to rebuild it. I can honestly say that for me, once someone breaks my trust, it's hard for me to ever trust them again. Now, I don't know, but there is always this nagging feeling when my trust is broken that maybe someone's lying to me or doing something behind my back. I don't know. I'm just the kind of person where if you break my trust and I feel like I can't trust you, it's over and it's very hard to get my trust again. For me, trust is everything. I know I'm not the only person out there who feels that way because we all can agree that in any relationship, trust is very important and vital to the health of a relationship. I need to know that you are someone who I can confide in and not have my secrets told to anyone else. In a marriage or relationship, I need to know that my spouse or significant other has me like I have him. I need to know that I am the only woman for him, just like he is the only man for me. What happens when trust is broken in a relationship? Well, a lot of things can happen. When trust is broken in a relationship, for one, broken trust can create distance, which takes away the freedom that your spouse may feel to express love and even be vulnerable against you, with you. You make them feel unsafe when they feel like they can't trust you. Secondly, mistrust can form an anti-bond in a relationship. Communication can break down. Conflict patterns may tend to increase, putting the whole relationship in jeopardy. Now, relationships can recover from broken trust. It just takes a lot of hard work to try to rebuild that trust. And it also takes patience to rebuild trust. However, what if you were not the person who violated the trust of your spouse, but still had to deal with mistrust because of something that happened in a previous relationship? All of us brings baggage to our relationships. It may be carry-on baggage, or it may be a huge suitcase, but understand that all of us bring some type of baggage in a relationship. Some of the baggage could come from childhood trauma like maybe your spouse is abandoned by their father or mother during childhood and even though they may have been blessed to be raised in a good single parent home where there was lots of love but even with that there may be a void or some baggage that comes along with having had a parent leave them some of the baggage could come later on in life during the dating process or maybe even from a divorce at some point in our lives all of us have had our hearts broken and our trust violated. Now, some people recognize that their lack of trust could cause problems in a relationship, and they seek professional help to work out these trust issues. But, you know, to be honest, so many of us do not seek professional help to deal with our issues. I know many people who think that you have to be quote unquote crazy if you're seeing a psychiatrist but let me tell you something that is not true seeing a counselor or psychiatrist is a good way for you to process your thoughts your feelings and emotions and then come up with an emotionally safe way to move forward in your life no i'm not just saying this because i have a master's degree in counseling i'm saying this because it is true if you were sick you would go to a doctor to get better wouldn't you I know I would and I do. Whenever I'm sick, I go straight to a doctor to get better. So with that being said, if you are having trust issues or you're dealing, having a hard time dealing with things emotionally, the best thing for you to do is go to a counselor, which is like a doctor, to help you get through these issues. So since we have already discussed that a lot of times people do not seek professional help in a relationship Or to help them deal with their trust issues. The sad thing about this is that the person will bring all of their trust issues and baggage into a relationship. And even if you are not the person who hurt them, they can still take it out on you. For example, let's say you meet this wonderful guy and you get married and he tells you that he was in a pre- he was in a marriage or whatever, or even if he was in a previous relationship. But let's say it didn't end well, and maybe his wife or girlfriend cheated on him. Then you're going to start to see, and it's not true for everyone, but I know that sometimes if someone's been cheated on in a previous relationship, whether it's male or female, when they get with their next partner, they're going to have this anxiety, stress, and they're going to have a hard time trusting you. Not because you're the one who cheated on them, but because it was such a traumatic event in their lives, they don't want to relive it. And so they're just not going to trust you, not because of anything you've done, but because of what the person before you did. Let's say there's a woman who's been in an abusive relationship and she later on marries a guy who's not abusive, but she is going to have some issues because she is, she does not trust men. She don't believe that they could not hit her or whatever. So things that we've gone through, even with other relationships, we take with us into our new and current relationships, which is not fair and is not healthy for the relationships that we're currently in. So. What if it just turns out that your husband is not really a jerk, but just a man who needs healing from a previous hurt? What if your wife is just not quote-unquote needy, but just needs to be reassured that you love her because she has abandonment issues? Maybe if we would look at some of these things in our spouses in this way, we would see them as her individuals that they are instead of the villains that we make them out to be. So now that we have identified the problem that a lot of us bring baggage into our relationships and that it does have an effect on our current relationships or marriages, let me just point out, because I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm telling you, if you're in an abusive relationship that you should stay because the abuser was probably hurt as a kid. Please, no, do not do that. Let me just... Explain Now, if you are in an abusive relationship, yes, it's true. The the abuser may have been hurt as a child. He or she may have relationship issues and they may have trust issues, but please do not stay. These are issues that they need to resolve away from you and that they need to resolve with a counselor. Please do not feel that you have to stay in this type of environment just because they have trust issues or they have Issues that were not resolved from childhood or from previous relationships. That is not what I'm saying. So if you are in an abusive relationship, please leave, get out, and do what you need to do. Now, the issues that I'm talking about is like if you are in a regular, stable relationship, but you notice that maybe your spouse has some trust issues or they need extra reassurance that they are loved or whatever it may be. I'm just trying to say that maybe it's not because they're needy or they're being jerks or they're villains. They could just be hurt individuals and they could just need that reassurance that they are loved and that they are cared for. Now, I know this is difficult because it's hard to actually fix something you never broke. So in this situation, I think that it is best to see what we can do to help them as they go through this problem because everyone doesn't see a counselor. So the question is, what can we do? How can we start to rebuild trust that we never broke? How can we rebuild a trust that we never ever violated? How can you show someone who has abandonment issues that you never even created in this person that you are going to be there and not abandon them? Well, here are some things and some tips that I think we can all use to help rebuild trust that we did not break. For one, I would say, make your schedule in your life an open book. People who have trust issues always think that you're lying to them or you're trying to get around them. And no, I'm not saying to overcompensate by telling, saying every little thing. Oh, I'm here. I went to brush my teeth. I went to do that. No, but let's say you're going to the store. You can just say, hey, I'm going to the store. I'll be back and leave it at that and that's also just a common courtesy but let make your life an open book anything that you do be honest about it like those little white lies that we sometimes want to tell these are not good for people who have trust issues so the little white lies they have to go we just have to be completely honest so if you think something say it be honest be open be direct and if you're going to do something at a certain time let's say for instance I tell my husband, yeah, I'm going to call you at five o'clock. But of course, you know, life things happen and I don't call or I miss the call. But for people with trust issues, this can be a huge problem. So if you say, hey, I'm calling you at five, just make sure you call them at five. And that will help them realize that they can trust you. Another thing you can do, I would say, step two would be to be dependable. Let them know that you are someone that they can depend on, someone that they can call when they need you, someone who they can trust because some people need dependability to make them feel safe and help them trust and rebuild their emotional issues. So I would say be dependable. Another good thing is to be consistent, like consistently be the same all the time. Do not change because I know some people who change for week to week like you see them one day and they're great see them the next day oh they're horrible don't do that this will confuse people with trust issues to no end and they will trust you even less <laughs> so be consistent just consistently be who you are and you don't have to be someone else you don't just be the kind loving person that you naturally are and just consistently be you be responsive to what they're saying and to their needs and to their concerns and the next thing i would like to say is to be comforting I know so many of us, myself included, okay, yeah, we like to listen to people's feelings and then we compare them to our feelings and how we react and how we do things. And then we're just like, I don't know why you're so upset. I don't get why you're so upset or why you're sad about this. But you know what? We cannot tell people how they should be feeling. So if your spouse is feeling a certain way and you think it's ridiculous, do not Dismiss it and be like, I don't even know why you're mad about this. You know, be comforting. Let them know that you understand and talk about it because this helps to build trust. This helps to let them know that they can actually trust you. Now, I know it's so easy to get frustrated and say, dude, get over it because that's how we feel sometimes. And I know that it is hard to rebuild a trust that you've never broken. And sometimes you're going to want to say, get over it. I didn't do it. I'm not dealing with this or whatever. But to be honest, we have to deal with it. If this is the person that we love and the person that we are committed to and we want to have a relationship and a life with, then yes, this is something that we have to deal with. And it's not fair to push it all on your partner and be like, okay, well this is your issue so you just deal with it. No, we can't do that because if we are married and if we are together, then his issue or her issue becomes your issue. And so together, you have to work and figure out these issues together. And even if it's not you figuring out together, let that person know that I'm here for you. I'm going to support you and I'm going to love you no matter what. So that way they will know that they are loved and that they are valued. They need to feel safe so that they can start to trust again. No matter How you may feel, this is just important for us to do because in order to trust again, safety of emotions, is something that they have to have. So we need to let them feel safe around us. Let them be able to be vulnerable and know and trust that we accept them and we love them just the way that they are. No, it is not easy to rebuild trust that you have not broken, but it is sometimes necessary if you plan to be in a marriage or a relationship for the long haul. Now, finally, I want to encourage you to pray. Now, I said it last, but it's not the last thing that you should do. It should probably be the first thing that you do before step one of being an open book. And I say this because each situation is different. And each person is different. So what may work for one person may not work for another. What one person needs to feel safety and security, another person may not need at all. And since we're different, like... I can't go and expect my spouse to feel safe and secure based off of my needs of safety and security because he has his own. So because of this and because of the complexity of being human and the emotions and everything that we go through, especially when we bring extra baggage to marriages or relationships, it's important for us to consult God first because God created us. He knows us. And he knows what you need to feel safe and secure. And he knows what your spouse needs to feel safe and to feel secure and accepted. So I would say, talk to God first. Listen to what he tells you to do. And then while you listen to him, work on those steps of be encouraging. What did I say? Not encouraging. Be comforting and consistent and dependable. And let them know that you're trustworthy. Be an open book. All of this together will help. So, it's like you can't take one and not add the other. So, you can't take the steps that I gave you and expect them to work without including God. And it's almost like exercising and then just not eating right. So, if I take steps to do something and I don't consult God, the chances of that really working out um, is not that great. But I think if you want 100% proof, how can I put it? If you want 100% proof that this will work and you want to know, if you're like me and just need to know this is what I need to do to make this work, then consult God and try the steps. And then let God direct and guide. There's nothing wrong with praying for your spouse and asking God to heal their hurt and to help them and also to show you what you need to do to make things better. So that is what I encourage you to do. Seek God's help and also listen to the needs of your spouse so that you can help him or her rebuild that trust so that your relationship can get better. And since we're trying to have better relationships and be better versions of ourselves i feel this is important and imperative that we do this now i do want to again encourage you that if you are in a physical abusive or verbally abusive relationship get out even though it is true like i said earlier that the abuser is probably a hurting person it's not safe or emotionally healthy for you to stay in that type of relationship so get out all right well today the song that i want to share with you This week is called Told You Before, and as you can guess probably from the title, it's about a woman who's married to a man who has been hurt, and she is trying to reassure him that she loves him. So, hope you enjoy the song. Without further ado, here's the song, Told You Before.
0: I know in the past she broke your heart. Now it is hard for you to trust me. Into your eyes, I see the pain you feel
1: Thank you so much for joining me for Season 2 of Music and Vibes. This was our first episode, and I feel that it was amazing. I truly had a blast hanging out with you today. Before I end the podcast, I would like to give a big thanks to Anique Music for sponsoring the show. Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the music that you hear on the show, and with their help starting next week, you will be able to purchase songs that you hear on the podcast each week. This is still a work in progress and Anique Music and I are working together to get this up, but hopefully it will be up and running by next week. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and continue to share this podcast with your friends. And if you have not been doing that, please start to share this podcast with your friends. Also, if you have not done this already, I would like to encourage you to go to iTunes right now and leave a positive review. And while you're on iTunes, you can also subscribe to the podcast. Now for those of you who've already subscribed and for those of you who've already left a positive review for the podcast, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it and I love you guys so much for doing that. Well, I think that's all I have to say. If not um I'll make any announcement or anything I forgot to tell you, I'll post it to the Facebook page and I'll just leave notes and messages for you there. Okay? Well, until I talk to you next week, I want to say thanks again for hanging out with me and until next week. I love you guys and have an amazing day. All right, bye. See you next
0: week. My love for you it will never end. I ain't going away, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Told you before. I'll-